Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh This is your brother Ibrahim Hindi from Canada uh, You know our, as we are in these days of Dhul Hijjah and I'm just looking at my, I was just looking at my phone and, and I saw you know the plane ticket uh, that was supposed to take me for Hajj and I know a lot of people are in my shoes and people uh, who perhaps spent you know their lifetime saving money to go for Hajj and feel a tremendous amount of disappointment? But you know, Alhamdulillah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala decrees everything for a reason, and perhaps there is greater reward in us being patient and remembering the blessings of this uh, these days of Dhul Hijjah while we're at home, and hopefully, just with our intention, we can attain the reward as if we've gone for Hajj. You know, I'm just thinking about the days of Hajj and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me to be able to go for Hajj many times. This year was supposed to be my fifth time to go for Hajj. And I have so many different stories that I could share, you know, some real high points and low points, points where you feel, you know, truly transcendent and some points where you feel truly, you know, distraught. And you go through this cycle of emotions whenever you go for Hajj. Uh, but one story that really sticks out for me, one story that I always think about, the first time I went for Hajj. Uh, the first time I went for Hajj, I went with my father. And I remember vividly, you know, there was uh, one day that we were, we prayed Fajr prayer and we came back to our hotel to get um, some breakfast. And we ran into someone my father knew. I didn't know him, but he was, you know, a friend of my father. And he was in a different Hajj group. And so we just happened to run into him. And my father was like, hey, how are you doing? And they were talking back and forth. And he had this, you know, shining light on his face. I just remember that really vividly. And I remember him telling my father, you know, I, j I got to see, I got to the Hajj al-Aswad. I got to the Black Stone yesterday. And I got to kiss it and had so much time with it. And just like felt like this luxury and delight in spending time with the black stone, making dua and kissing it. And I, you know, it's my first time going for Hajj and I'd never been to the black stone. I still haven't till today, but I was very interested in this idea. And I told him, listen, like every time I tried to go, there's just too much of a crowd. Every time I try, I try to go, it's just too many people are around. Every time I try to go, I'm afraid that like, I'm gonna break my Hajj by shoving someone, pushing someone, and I'm just not gonna be able to get to it. And I said to him, like, did you have to do that? Did you have to push people? Or how did you get to it? He said it was the strangest thing that he also didn't want to push people around. But as he just turned the corner, he said it was as if like the parting of an ocean, like everybody just moved out of the way and he found a lane without touching anyone to go straight to the black stone. And when he got there, the soldier who usually makes people, you know, go away quickly, the soldier was talking to somebody else and just left him there for a few minutes, uh, you know, with the black stone before ushering him away. And he felt like just this, this tremendous happiness and, you know, I... I was just saying and thinking to myself that that's really tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I could try many times to get to the black stone. I just can't get to it. I feel like I'm just going to shove someone out of the way or something inappropriate is going to happen. And he just, everything opened up for him. And he was so happy. And I just remember that I never met him before, but he was a friend of my father's. And, you know, we, he talked to him for a while, said salam, we left. And a couple of days later, I found out that he passed away in Mecca. And they prayed uh, janazah for him in the haram. And I thought, subhanAllah, like, that's, that's such an incredible, incredible way to end your life. And the Prophet says that if Allah Azawajal loves someone, He asalahu, uh, like one, one of the narrations that Allah sweetens him. He makes him sweet. The companion says, what does this mean that Allah makes him sweet? Uh, and the Prophet says, He makes him do good deeds and then takes his life. Like He opens the door for good deeds for him and then He takes his life.
and that's the best way for us to die you know life living a long life is not great if we're going to spend that long life in misery and evil and sins and transgression and harming other people and uh, you know and so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us uh, have access to doing good deeds to give us tawfiq to give us that divine ability to be able to do good things in our lives and uh, you know that's something that a lot of us are, are missing from a lot of our lives and I think it's really important for us to try to um, take advantage of these days of Dhul-Hijjah to really turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to really try to do as many good deeds as possible because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could be preparing us to meet Him with excellent deeds that we've performed before we meet Him subhanahu wa ta'ala so that was just one story I'd like to share there's many other stories and I hope that inshallah this you know provides some uplifting of spirits and we feel more inspired to do more good works in these days of Dhul-Hijjah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who get to visit his house on another day and get to be those who access and do as many good deeds as we can and whatever remains in our lives. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.